that I was very, very busy with work and it was working for a church. So it was obviously a good thing to do. And it didn't really matter that I wasn't taking care of myself. Actually, I had that all backwards Hmm. and I needed to step back from some of the stuff I was doing so that I could do what was most important, which is honor Jesus with my life. Sort of like Mary and Martha. When um, Martha was so busy getting ready for the party and what did Mary do? She was sitting at Jesus' feet. You're listening to This Life We Live in the Body, a podcast about the gospel and weight loss. We talk about things that the gospel teaches us about weight loss, but also things that weight loss teaches us about the gospel. I'm Becky Watson, and I'm here with two of my sisters. Katie Morgan, how are you today? I am well. How are you? Good. And through the magic of Zoom, Sarah Dubois, how are you today, Sarah? Not too bad. (laughs) Sarah already confessed to us that she's tired. I'm actually pretty tired today. (laughs) Me and Katie are not for some reason. (laughs) I feel really good. (laughs) Real good. Okay, well, let's start out with some stats. I am 35 years old. I'm five, five and a half. And this morning I weighed 220.4, which is... That's good, right? It's down a pound and a half from last week, but I've been That's a ton. 220.8 before last week. Sure, so sure, sure. It's a new low, but I'm like that low of a low. It is. <laughs> it is a new low. It is a good low. I just would really love to break to 219. I've, I mean, I've been waiting for that for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. So. You started though running this week or last week? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just started this week. Yeah. Doing more running, which most of my workouts usually are weightlifting, but I'm kind of pivoting to running for a while so I can run a 5k and that's been really fun for my spirit and my emotions I just love the good. cardio it's so good, good for my good. mind and so I've been in, in and there's just something about running like you can't halfway run like you're really getting your heart pumping you can't mm-hmm. just, you can't avoid the work when you're yeah. running and so I like that part too so we'll see how that that goes yeah that's good I'm excited for you yeah well you know and I think it's like God teaching you like I learned to love the sweat love or to love my heart rate being up yeah um learn to love the hard work because it's like a side of good things happening yeah and not fighting against it and um so I'm, I'm slowly getting there and when I get like to be better and I'm actually running more than you know five minutes at a time I just I really do kind of enjoy that so that's cool. We'll That's cool. Very cool. Uh, me, I'm 33. I was 129 point something today. I don't remember what it was, but that's what I'm at. And I'm DBS week. So that was two weeks ago. I was very mobile, very, and it was really, really good for me. I had a really good week physically. And then this last week I have not done much physically. Just as a reminder, in case people are just popping in, you have MS. Oh yeah. I have multiple sclerosis. So being active helps my body stay in motion. And so then this week I have been tired, probably recovering from VBS quite a bit. And so I have not done as much this week and I'm getting nervous that I might lose it. So I need to start getting back on my exercise bike actually. So yeah, that's the goal for this week. I, I was going to say, while you're talking about running, I have not run in at least seven years. And I don't know if I physically can mm-hmm. run. I, I mean, I do okay walking. <laughs> I don't want to push it running, especially without being able to have like a walker of some sort, or I don't know, maybe like a stroller, like something. a stroller, or I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe you should take Isla out for a, 
a jog and then yeah, have I a stroller there and she's I did once like kind of jog with a grocery cart with Owen once and it was really bizarre mm. because I can't feel my feet hitting the ground oh. so it's like a weird it seems like it'd be easy to trip it yeah yeah I mean my legs you know that jello feeling that you feel after you run I am already in that state yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to run on it would be scary yeah. a little bit you know yeah. so but I do need to I think I need to start getting back onto well, my you, exercise um, bike. What you're saying is you made, you, you challenged yourself physically last week by putting so many things on your plate. And instead of really wiping yourself out, you were kind of surprised by yes. how well you did. So yes. that was really encouraging yes. for us yes. all. Which has always been true, but it's easy to drop off. So I know when I do my exercise bike every day in a week, I notice it on Sunday when I'm at church, I'm like, wow, I'm not tired walking through church all day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did one day this week, I went to the grocery store and I was kind of like, wow, I'm really tired already. Mm-hmm. And it could have been the humidity that messes with me, but it also could have been, I hadn't done anything for the last four days. So, mm-hmm. and, but I hadn't done anything. I hadn't left the house, but right. hadn't, you know, and not all of your, I mean, even people without MS, we have tired days. You know? Oh, sure. It's, it's sure. Like, I'm sure it's hard to like kind of differentiate between. Yeah. That's one of the interesting parts of MS is like trying to be so aware of what's going on with your body. You can like start freaking out like, oh my word, this isn't working. Can I do this? Have I done this? Was this is this normal? You know, so it's constant like overanalyzing of yourself. So often I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's probably why exercise slips off because I feel good. I feel fine. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. Sure. Which are famous last words. Cause <laughs> I'm always like, I'm fine. It's good. It's, everything's fine. And you know, right. Well, praise God that you had a, a big week during BBS and that yes. you're doing well. And yes. that, I mean, your weight's the same, which is your goal to maintain. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. It's good. I yep. feel good. I am Sarah. I am 33 years old, five feet tall. I'm 20 weeks pregnant and I weigh 30, 136 pounds. So that's where I'm at this week. So we found out news about your baby this week. Yes. We found out the gender. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put it on the internet yet. Okay, that's well, fair. I just want to hashtag say, I hashtag, I know. Hashtag. I know too. <laughs> I know something you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we're all excited. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Before we get any um, further down this road, I do want to remind us of the gospel. This week, I was just thinking about the story of the lost sheep because we talked about it at Vacation Bible School. You know, this is a story about a good shepherd who took care of his sheep and the sheep gets lost. And Jesus, the good shepherd, leaves 99 sheep in the fold and he goes and finds the one sheep. And uh, we are like that one sheep because we are lost and helpless to save ourselves. When Good Shepherd finds the sheep, it's not because of anything the sheep did. He was pretty helpless. And not, I mean, this one of the big points of that story is the fact that the shepherd sacrifice for something that was small, powerless, and not that important. He already had 99 Hmm. other sheep. What was Hmm. one? One who cares about the one. You got Mm -hmm. 99. But he loved the sheep. And when he finds the sheep, he rejoices and carries it close to his heart all the way back to the fold. And, And that's the way Jesus has done with us. He takes us, 
you know, and he loves us as an individual and goes and finds us even though we're unimportant and helpless and the ones who got lost in the first place. And he, he does it all. He does all the work. And then he carries us back to, to his kingdom and we get it all. We get to have the green pastures and quiet waters. And he sets a table before, before us and anoints our head with oil. I mean, he really blesses us and even has the audacious love to rejoice when he finds us Mm, instead mm -hmm. of being angry. Why did you get lost? Why did you waste my time like this? No, he says, I love you. I'm so glad I found you. Let me bring you home. And that's what Jesus does. And then he gives it to us and gives, we get it all. Mm -hmm. As a reminder, this is something that God does for us, not what we do for God. It's good news. It's not good advice. It's just the declaration of something wonderful that we're lost, but he found us. And this is the way that God has is changing us from the inside, not us cleaning ourselves up from the outside. And yeah. because of this, we can be just so excited, rejoicing to do the right thing when it comes to what we eat, what how we exercise, how we view our bodies. We can just be happy to submit to God because he has freed us from the tyranny of sin, from the um, slavery of our sinful desires and given us freedom to walk in in a new living hope. So it's exciting and it's good news. And so we talk about the gospel because we believe it applies to every part of our life. It applies to big things like what is our purpose in life, but it also applies to really little things like, should I eat this donut? And sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is no. But the truth is that the gospel calibrates all those decisions. And he um, wants us to look to him instead of beating ourselves up or wallowing in our despair. He wants us to look up and say, I'm lost. I need you to save me. I need you to carry me back home. And he will do that. So, Sarah, would you be willing to um, remind us how we take the gospel and apply it to the different topics that we talked to about on the podcast? Sure. We've got a four-step process that we use. Um, we identify the the fruit, the lies that we're telling ourselves, and how that takes fruit in our life, what that looks like in our life. Then we trace it back to the root. Then we take that root and we apply scripture to it. And we take that scripture and we speak truth to ourselves. I was actually talking to my husband about it this morning. And he's like, you know, it's really confusing because biblically we usually talk about the good fruit we produce. And I was like, well, we're doing that, except we're trying to produce good fruit. And to do that, we have to cut off the bad fruit. So we're basically taking the bad fruit, the lies, the the things that we're doing, and we're tracing it back that branch to find the root that plugs in, that is, is not plugging into Christ. And we're cutting that off from our lives and replacing it with scripture and replacing it with truth so that we can produce good fruit. And he's like, Oh, that makes sense. Like <laughs> it's just kind of the opposite end of which we usually talk about it when you hear about fruit in the Bible. So we're getting right. rid of the bad fruit. Well said, Sarah. And it's also a bigger, in a bigger picture waves, it's how God prunes off the bad fruit right. in our lives. Um, right. He's already won this battle. We're already back in the fold. We are saved. If, if the gospel is true, then, and we believe it, then we are already 
forgiven. We're already perfect in Jesus's righteousness. So the task before us is taking that truth and applying it to our hearts so that it ripples out into our fruit. And right. just like personally, from my personal experience, and this is full disclosure, this is how we come up with what we're going to talk about. As I look at my life and I'd be like, okay, well, what about this? I have this problem. I'm doing this. Why isn't this, you know, why, why isn't the gospel fixing that? And so I'm just looking at my life like, well, how can I apply the gospel to this specific thing? And I have found that those things that I'm saying, you know, like I'm unlovely or God doesn't care about this thing are actually fruit of a root belief mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. not, in, it's not congruent with the gospel or not consistent with the gospel. And it's often not that we are finding these bad fruits in our lives. It's that the Holy Spirit is illuminating them to us and helping us become sanctified. Yeah, this is something God is doing in us, not that we are doing for God. That's such a good point. So this week's thing that I've been saying to myself is I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy for this. Um, I think it could be a fruit in itself that I've been saying that. Sure. Um, what other fruit could could kind of correlate with the same topic? Oh, when I have used, I'm too busy. It's also actually true that I am busy with other things so that I can't have time to do this one thing, right? So sure. um, I need to exercise. But I had, I went to the grocery store today and that was pretty hard for me. And my kids were kind of wild. I did, I did this, this, and this. So I make a lot of excuses as look how busy I actually was. I don't have time to do this thing that I know I should do. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, a, it's an excuse. We use it as an excuse, right? As an excuse. Then that also leads to, I deserve a break. Yeah, I'm too sure. busy. I deserve a break. Yes. I think that we say I'm too busy when we don't want to put in the work of exercising or meal planning or Mm -hmm. stopping ourselves from eating when we're stress eating, we're just like, it's it's just, we don't want to do the mental work of it. Yeah. Or even just stopping to make the right decision in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we often try to say we're too busy and this is kind of along the same lines, but that we're not cutting the excess out of our lives. Like, how long have you actually spent on your phone today? How long have you watched television today? How many podcasts did you listen to instead of, you know, planning a meal for your family rather than going out or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of one of those lies or topics that's really close to the fruit level. Yeah. Like it's a fruit in itself yeah. to just say, mm-hmm. I'm so busy, I'm so busy. So I, I want to transition to what is the root? Because I had a lot of thoughts about that. Why, why we might say I'm busy. Sometimes we are too busy to do these things, do some of the things, not all of the things, but sometimes we are too busy to meal plan or prepare a meal for our family, depending on what our lives look like, but it's usually not for that long. So it's not something that it's like, you can put a bandage on something for a day or two or whatever's going on in your life right at this time, but that doesn't make an excuse for every single day. And even in those moments, you should be making the right to the best decision you can in your situation. I think about like when Becky's husband, Eric is working 
what 120 hours a week or whatever it is during that's impossible but it feels like 120 hours for sure (laughs) whatever it is well I think I think there's two ends of that of that spectrum Sarah and this is where I was going as well sometimes we are too busy and we need to stop and say if, if you're too busy to do the right thing, then maybe you need to take some things out of your life. Maybe that is God saying, hey, you need to say no to some of these things that are negotiable because things that aren't negotiable, like taking care of your body, you know, are getting uh, compromised, mm-hmm. you know? And I think this is a big part of my personal story and that I was very, very busy with work and it was working for a church. So it was obviously a good thing to do. And it didn't really matter that I wasn't taking care of myself. Actually, I had that all backwards. Mm. And I needed to step back from some of the stuff I was doing so that I could do what was most important, which is honor Jesus with my life. It's sort of like Mary and Martha. Yep. When mm-hmm. um, Martha was so busy getting ready for the party, and what did Mary do? She was sitting at Jesus's feet. Right. Jesus says, Mary had chosen better than Martha did. And if we are just busy, 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 and we don't have time to sit at Jesus's feet, then we are too busy and we need to do something about that. Right. Right. On the other hand, you might be too, you might seriously be too busy and you can't get rid of any of that stuff. And it's just like, maybe you have a family member in the hospital, maybe, you know, there's crisis going on. It's, there's just nothing you can do about it. And then that's where um, I really think that you said, well, sir, you need to do the right thing regardless of if you're busy or not. Busyness does not really excuse sin. Right. The everyday too busy. If you were too busy to take care of your health every day, then that's definitely a problem. You can't, you can't do that to yourself every day. It's not sustainable and it's not healthy. But if you just have one day where you have a lot going on, sure, it's okay to go to McDonald's or whatever fast food restaurant you prefer. But while you're there, make the best decision you can. Don't eat a double quarter pounder with extra cheese when all you really need is a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I think that that, that brings up the principle of you always have time to not eat. <laughs> and I don't right. mean starve yourself, but I mean, you don't have, being busy does not mean you have to overeat, right? Yeah, like right. even if you can't, if you don't have control over your food choices, say, like say that's just not in the, in your options, but you can always choose to eat half or eat, you know, appropriate calorie amount. You always have time for that. It's a lie to believe that busyness means I have to overeat. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. yeah. What happens with busyness also often is, well, you missed a meal. And so by the time you get a second before you crawl into bed, you're going to, you overeat mm-hmm. because well, I haven't eaten all day. You start justifying, well, having eaten all day, I've been very stressful. And you, and then we start turning to food for stress release and mm-hmm. it just spirals mm-hmm. so quickly. So busyness really is the top of the slide Yeah, <laughs> and it can go in a lot of different directions and, and easy to sin. When yeah. You, it's like, yeah. it's like entering a excessive busyness is entering a, a season of excessive temptation. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up to be tempted to short change on your planning to not exercise and to stress eat if you eat when you're stressed or bored that's the other thing about being really busy i feel because i'm really busy i when i have free time i don't always really know what to do with it sure and it's you know like 
if there's something to do, then I can do that. But if it's time to sit down, if it's time to relax, that the only time I regularly do that is when I'm eating. And so it's like to figure out what to do with myself mm. when I have a moment of spare time. I mm. say I'm bored because I don't have time for a hobby or whatever, and I don't have a book started or anything. I just like really, really, really feel tempted to eat in those times. Right. So if I were not so busy, if I had a more balanced life, then I would be able to be better at resting in a healthy way instead of a crash binge eating way. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that definitely after when we were doing our BBS, which was an evening. So it was a long day um, of, you know, uh, taking care of my kids and, and cleaning my house and then preparing food and then go to BBS and then get the kids in bed. And the kids are going to bed like three hours later than normal, you know, <laughs> and then I'd like clean up the house real quick because we have people staying in our basement. And so I felt pressure to have the house look clean when they came in. And then I would sit down on the couch after being so on my feet all day and be like, what snack yeah. should I have? Yeah. And praise the Lord that Katie that goes grocery shopping on Monday has a lot more <laughs> discipline than Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Katie, because she would eat anything she could find, but there's no food in the house. But and, and, and I also through this podcast have been more aware of the Holy Spirit whispering to me like, okay, what do you want? You know, like, is there anything in here that's worth the calories? No, 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 like nothing even sounded good. So he was good to me that week. Right. He's good to me always. <laughs> I saw him being good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I know that I use the I'm too busy. And I think I even said it. And when we started, I'm too busy to exercise because of this, this, and this, or I use it. Oh, I already had a big day for my MS. And so, you know, I'm already pretty tired, mm -hmm. but, um, something that my, uh, neurologist said to me once is like, you're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to make yourself worse if you push yourself to do more. And I need to remember that more often. Like, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to break my body if I push myself past what I'm comfortable. Yeah. Sure. And I think that for someone who doesn't have MS, like sometimes I think we are looking for reasons to be overwhelmed, looking for reasons to give up and looking for excuses. And um, sometimes I think I'm so busy and I'm just really not that busy. You know, I, I right. just, you feel the pressure of things coming, but like in the moment you don't have anything to do. And right. You can't. Or I'm maybe wasting a lot of my time doing something else, right. doing dumb things. And I need to just like, let go of that and, and use my time more wisely, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like right. pushing yourself, like in general, I can see that I'm more fruitful in my life when I have stuff on the calendar. Like when, when we had all locked down for COVID, I really did not like not having work to, um, work to uh, like work events to get prepared for or appointments or mm -hmm. hosting, you know, like all these things that kept my life busy in a good way. I really did, you know, to like remove all that was pretty hard too to have nothing mm -hmm. on your calendar. And you can see it with people if um, in their retirement years, if they don't have a church to be a part of, or if they don't have family to take care of, and if they're just spending all their time on leisure, it's not good for them. You need to have stuff to work on. Yeah. And so sometimes yeah. that, that like uh, fear of, of working hard and, and, 
using your time wisely can be a, a, an equally tempting stumbling block. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's not that we do, are actually too busy, but we just don't want to make whatever it is that we should be doing a priority. Yeah. Yeah. We don't getting busy with other things. Right. Yeah. We don't really want to do that. We don't really want to meal plan. We don't really want to exercise. We don't really want to whatever it is that we know would be best for us in that moment. Yeah. When we're saying I'm too busy to do those things, we're just clearly saying it's just not a priority right now. Yeah, I don't. So that would be a more honest way to say it, right? Yeah. Because like if it was a priority, you would rearrange things to make it happen. Yeah. So I'd be, I guess we should all be very cautious about using that. I'm too busy. That's just kind of like a yeah. wishy-washy way to avoid being yeah. honest about what's really happening. What decisions I don't are want really is making. saying I'm too busy is like saying, I don't want to do that. Right. I, I would rather right. do this instead. It's, it's, it's fine. Actually, if you're in a season of life where like, say we go back to that, like a, like someone who's just incredibly busy because of crisis or they have to work two jobs or there's something going on and they truly don't have time in their schedule to exercise. They truly don't have time in their schedule to grocery shop or whatever. If that is the case, then it's, maybe a good habit to just say, I cannot make exercise a priority at this point in my life. And in this, in this season, stop saying you're too busy, just saying it's not, it's not as important as the other things I have to do. And I, it's possible, I suppose that that could be the right choice, but I guess you'd have to really look at it. And I, yeah. I don't think that most of the time, at least I say I'm busy, that would be an applicable thing. It would be that I had chosen something, I had chosen my comfort, or my laziness over the discipline of doing something I didn't really want to yeah. do or that was hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm too busy is also the root, honest root behind it is I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'm too busy, but like, did you wash your face today? You did. Yeah. So you're not too busy that you can't wash your face. Did you take a shower? Yeah, you did. Did you watch your TV show? Oh yeah, you did. Okay. You know, like going through the things, trying to trace back, are yeah. you really too busy or are you just yeah. saying no? It really feels like it goes hand to hand, hand in hand with I'm too stressed. Mm. Um, mm. I think that, that the natural justification I was coming up in my mind when you were saying that was like, yeah, but I am so stressed out. You know, I need, I need to, need to do, and then we go back to I deserve a break, right? Yep. Like I need to yep. do this, or I, I, like I just am so fried, so swamped from the whole week or whatever, and then you just. And then that's the excuses you use. And that's just Satan whispering in your ear that this is something you need to do. It's not true. That's a lie. That's yeah. a lie that you have to do those things. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I think the things that we are choosing to do instead aren't necessarily bad, but it reminds me of this quote. So it's that immaturity says, is this bad? Maturity says, is this best? So oftentimes the things that we aren't choosing are, aren't bad things, but are they best? That's, that's the difference right. is that are we trying to find out what's best for us or are we trying to just find something that's not bad for us? Are we, so how are we spending your time? Are you spending your time the best way or just in a not bad way? Right. Yeah. You could be like, I'm, right. I could be doing worse things. I could be going out and stealing things, but instead I'm mm. sitting at home, home eating potato chips, mm. you know? Yeah. But uh, I have not murdered anyone like the person on the show I just watched. Yeah. 
<laughs> at least I'm not 600 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> at least my house is not as messy as the hoarders going after Katie's two favorite shows. I love both of them so much. <laughs> Katie, I can't wait for this life we live here. in the, we're going to do this life we live in the body home edition. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. Katie and I talked about that this week, last week. <laughs> Mm, yeah and uh it's when we do that we're really shifting our eyes off the gospel and we're saying instead of i lost it all we're saying i lost a lot but not at all jesus did it all no he did a lot but he didn't do it all Mm. and Mm. you know we're just fundamentally disbelieving the gospel do we believe that god knows better than us or not and when we make our own choices that go against his commands and go go against his wisdom then we are denying that and we're stopping up the wisdom from him because we won't even be obedient about the things right in front of us mm-hmm. are you guys ready to just shift over to um scripture i have one i've been reading yep. hosea lately and i could not get over this part so this is when hosea is talking about how Israel is being unrepentant and they are refusing to acknowledge their sin before God and God is bringing forth judgment on him. And so this is chapter seven, uh, verse 13. Um, So Hosea says God's words and says, woe to them because they have strayed from me, destruction to them because they have rebelled against me. I long to redeem them, but they speak falsely. They speak about me falsely. And this is the part that I, This felt so convicting to me. Verse 14, they do not cry out to me from their hearts, but wail on their beds. They slash themselves, appealing to their gods for grain and new wine, but they turn away from me. And I just had this thought of people, me, languishing, so upset about where I am in my life, just angry about my weight and not being able to to achieve my goals or just being um, upset with, I don't know, something else even like what station of life I'm in or whatever. And I'm just like, so, um, you know, complaining and whining and upset about it. And I won't even turn to God, right? Like I'm spending all this time Mm -hmm. mourning. I'm like, I mean, they're doing something. They're crying, they're uh, wailing on their beds, they're slashing and they're appealing to other gods but they won't turn to the one person mm-hmm. that would actually fix their problem. Right. And this is, this is me when I say, Oh, I should pray about that. And then I don't actually pray about it, you know, right. but this is way when I'm really upset about something. So I'm Googling the answer instead of praying to God, or I'm complaining to you, my sisters, instead of talking to God about it, just, you know, if you're too busy, I wonder how much of that time is spent doing trying to solve your problem in a way that you could just be solved if you just spent that time in prayer yeah you know right you're, you're turning to your false idols your your false gods instead of to the one true god who can actually you know do something yeah to the internet answers to your fit your relationships to whatever it is that you're turning towards instead of to god right if i feel like I have emotion and I, or it's stress and I need to eat. I spend all this time trying to figure out, trying to fight the temptation, whatever, 
just go to God and say, I'm stressed, fix my stress, you know, like more than deliver me from this temptation, deliver me from the desire that is bringing forth the temptation, you know, and uh, I can't say that I am quick to do that. I spend a lot of time languishing about Mm -hmm. it instead of just praying, just turning to God, right? You're already on your knees. Stop (laughs) stop bowing to the false God and just bow to the real God. It wouldn't be that much harder, but it is yeah. because our hearts are evil and yeah. we hate worshiping God yeah. um, apart from God's grace in our life. Yeah. Yeah. That requires humility from us. It doesn't yeah. come easy. Repentance. This one was used in church last week, uh, Sunday night, second Thessalonians two sixteen. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, our father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And I think that that just applies to kind of everything we've ever talked about with this podcast. And then just like going back through it, may the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Himself and God, our father who loved us by his grace gave us eternal encouragement. We have internal Mm -hmm. encouragement. He is right there. He's our cheerleader. He's going to get us through and he's given us a good hope right? Who cares what happens here on this planet? You're not that busy that you have to forget about what your hope is, right? Mm -hmm. We're just passing through. This is not our home And that Jesus is going to encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. So every good thing that we do, every good word that we have, every good deed he does to us, every good word that he has to us is going to strengthen our hearts. We can get through any, any trial, any temptation, any season of busyness, He's there. He's got it. Mm -hmm. Put your heart where it needs to go. That reminds me of this verse that I put on our Instagram this past week, also from Hosea in chapter 10, verse 12. It says, sow righteousness for yourself. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. Break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. So in that way, you, if you take the step of doing what's right, Mm -hmm you will reap the rewards of God's faithfulness and his love on you. And if you do the work of breaking up the stones in your heart of repenting and doing that humble worship when we're, when we don't want to, then he will shower his righteousness on you. Yeah. Not good. What a, what a, what a promise. Yeah. What a joy. What a relief. Yeah. You are too stressed to take a shower. He's going to shower the righteousness on you. (laughs) Bring it Jesus. Love it. I had a Psalm 37, five. Um, I came across it earlier today is commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. It's kind of a simple little verse. That's kind of what we've been talking about all along. So we need to turn our eyes to God and he will sanctify us. That means he will strip away our sin. He will act. He will strip away our sin so that we don't overindulge and we break these habits that we keep turning to these sins that we keep turning to instead of him. Yeah. So So our, our response, when we let God order our priorities, when we let God make our schedule, you know, we're trusting him because he's going to do what he wants to do. And we need to open our schedules and our calendars Mm -hmm. to him to do with what he wants, just like we need to open our dinner plates to him and open our uh, checkbooks, checkbooks, our families, our dresser, whatever, whatever things, um, 
all the parts of our life need to be open-handed before him. And we say, you do it. Yep. You're, you're in charge of this and I'm just clay and you do the work in me and you do what you want through me. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of slowing down the process by trying to be in charge of this and yeah. trying to make all the decisions. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's really putting a priority first and foremost on our spiritual health and letting everything else follow our family's health, our relational health, our physical health, everything, our spiritual health comes first. Everything Seek first else. the kingdom of heaven and all these other things will be added on to you. That's, yeah. What truth would you speak to yourself or speak to me when you, when I say I'm just too busy, what would you say to me, Katie? I would <laughs> or say to yourself, I would say to you back, um, or myself, are you really, <laughs> <laughs> you would actually, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant what would be the right turn, not just your natural inclination. <laughs> we have a very long relationship that a lot of times I, I'm uh, blunt with you and, and honest with you, but I, I do mean that. Are, are you really that busy? Are you really busy with the things that you should be busy with mm-hmm. and, and, and go through the priorities of what does God want you to be busy with? And are you being busy with the God things? You know, are you reading your Bible? Are you feeding your children? They are young. You should, you know, you know, trying to go down the list of priorities. And, and if you don't know what your priority should be, that would be also something to pray over and consider and write out. Right. I actually went with the same direction of asking myself. I said, my spiritual health is always most important. That comes first. Am I making time for my physical health? Am I making that a priority? Establishing spiritual health comes first and then asking myself, am I making my priorities right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I would like to maybe uh, do a tiny aside here that there's the trend of self-care. And I think that it's very secular. And I think that we need to be careful about not slipping into that as Christians, because a lot of things get thrown into self-care. Like um, I'm going to run away for 24 hours as self-care and as uh, a wife or a mother or some other family member, that's probably not the best form of self-care. Eating junk food is not a good form of self-care. Meditating right. is not a good form of self-care. Self-care is what your Bible is. Mm-hmm. Open your Bible, spend time on your knees. That is the self-care that you need. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, right. When we, when self tanner, (laughs) self tanner. Okay. (laughs) Kidding. Sorry. I I just told someone recently, I just said to someone like really recently, I was like, I just feel like self tanner is self care. You know, it's just like, it's something that makes you feel good and it's not unhealthy, but you're right. You're totally right. Like our goal here is not, is to to kill selfishness in our life, mm-hmm. right? But and we know, and I've right. been thinking about this has been such a good question to or a good reminder to myself is you don't need to think less of yourself, you need to think of yourself less. And that is right. so calibrating yeah. in my priorities yeah. of my life is like it's not that you need to beat yourself up, it's that you need to stop caring so much about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Right. And I I think that. It is it is self-care can easily be a word that you use to describe just a plain old selfish thing that you're doing. Yeah. Right. I guess that's what I was getting yeah. at. I mean, not yeah. that yeah. tanning is bad and not that having candy is bad and not that having a girl's night is bad. It's, it's just like anything else. You can make a lot of rules, right? Yeah. But what matters is what's going on in the inside, what's happening in your heart. And when we talk about 
self-care mostly on this podcast, but like in a biblical sense, we're not talking about lavishing ourselves with things that make us feel good. We're talking about being good stewards of the bodies we're given. Yeah. We're talking about feeding ourselves well, mm-hmm. sleeping when we need to sleep, resting when we need to rest. We're not talking about pedicures and fancy hairdos and shopping sprees. Right. So we do love all of those things. <laughs> yes. It's not bad to do those things, but is it bad? You have to do them unto the Lord. Unto though. the Lord. They yes. need to be something that you, that you, uh, that you worship God with as well. He gets to, he gets to be in charge of that part of your life as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He gets all of it. I think that what I need to tell myself when I say I'm just too busy is that, you know, there's a lot of different things. You think your questions were so good. I need to go through those. But for me, because I know all my context, I just need to say, you need to pray Mm. right now. Yep. You need to pray. You need to read God's word. And then God will help me have the clarity to recognize where I need to cut back, what I need to add, or I need to work harder, where I need to take rest. All those things are not going to be the same for everybody. Those are all things that we need God to work in our hearts from the inside out to love him first and foremost, and then let all the other things fall into place. Right. So I know, I don't know which one of my chores, which one of my jobs, which one of my projects, my tasks, which one of my to-do lists I need to do next. I don't know, but except that I need to pray right now and read God's word. That's always my top should be always my top priority. And then after that, I think, or at least in my experience, I've had like more clarity, but like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to go to the gym and you're like, you figure it out. Yep. Right. But you, you, Jesus needs to be first. Yep. Yeah. Cause he cares. Yeah. He does actually care how you spend your minutes, how you drink your water. Yeah. How you exercise. He does care. He wants to shower his righteousness yeah. upon you. So just sow righteousness and reap that the unfailing love. Yeah. Katie, will you please close this part in prayer? Yeah. Father God, thank you for caring about this part of our lives. Thank you for caring about how we spend each minute, Lord. Um, Give us the clarity of thought, the wisdom, the strength to see how you want us to spend our time this week, this, this month, this year, Lord. Help us to put our priorities correct, that they match what you prioritize. May you come first. And may you come at the end, Lord, and everything in between. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, Katie, you had a good idea for a challenge this week that's kind of related to this topic. Yeah, I thought it would be interesting, mostly because I also don't know <laughs> about myself personally, uh, is maybe, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, we we cataloged our food, which was interesting to me at how much um, I eat and how the calories came out at the end of the week. Um, I'd be interested in seeing how you log your time. So all of your time, what are you spending your time on? And I know there's a couple spots in my life that I know I don't spend wisely. Right. So because uh, we're on summer break, I've been staying in bed later than I had been. And I know that in my heart, it's sinful because I know there's things I should be doing that are better. I am mostly awake. My shoulder kind of hurts from laying in bed. I should probably get up and shower. (laughs) I could lay in bed forever. I know. I never want to get up. I know. (laughs) But you know, so I, I'm gonna, I think it would be interesting to log our time to see how much time are you spending 
in your rest, right? Mm -hmm. So like you sat down because of you just were walking outside or whatever. And then how long are you really resting? How long are you, what are you really spending your time on? And I think that'll re reveal what we treasure. Even if you aren't able to, I mean, it would be really good to literally write down mm -hmm. what you're doing. But even if you're unable to do that or going forward in, as a life practice and discipline, I find it helpful when I lay in bed at night and I'm praying um, to, uh, to, by myself. If I think through my day sure, and just think about what I ate, how I spent the day, was I happy with that? You know, I mm -hmm. talked to God about it. Was that a good way to do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I try to thank him for mm -hmm. things throughout the day. You know, I've said, I try to think of 10 things I'm thankful for. So, and you know, I'm getting around like six or seven. I can't think of anything like specific. I go through my whole day mm -hmm. and then just like thinking back on it and be like, what can I do tomorrow to, to seek Jesus first and better? Just like you would if you're, um, if you keep a mental note of how much money you have in your bank account, or if you keep a mental note of how many calories you eat and to do that same thing for your time, your yeah. time. Yeah. That, yeah. That's really nice, Becky, but it really doesn't take me that long to fall asleep. At no, night. I can't fall asleep very easy. I don't do it all the time. I should. I, I should. Okay. Uh, well, like maybe when I'm bored, when Eric's watching something dumb on TV, mm. then I, I have, I, I definitely have some spare time. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing, Sarah and I were talking about this week as stay at home moms, when you lay down in bed, what do you measure your success of a successful day as? Yeah. And because we have little kids, if you cleaned the kitchen 37 times and then you went to bed and it's still messy, it still feels pretty frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. You feel like, well, I didn't do anything today. The house is still a mess, but you did clean the kitchen 37 times, you know, and you know what, you did a really good job parenting this issue with your child or whatever it is. So trying to find, so you got to measure your success of a successful day differently. So right. I think part of that is, did you manage your time the best way? Not a good way, but the best way. And remember mm -hmm. the Mary and Martha story, yeah. right? Like, did you sit at Jesus's feet yeah. and let something stay messy for the sake of Jesus? Oh right? yeah. That's not the temptation I have to clean <laughs> instead of doing my Bible reading, but I think that other people might. Yeah. Man, and, Martha's my girl. I totally get why she was in yeah. the kitchen, you know? And I recognize that, that, and I've used that excuse often in not reading my Bible because the well, kitchen's messy and Jesus really addresses it yeah, specific. very specifically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do find when I cut out time to read my Bible, it doesn't bug me as much that my kitchen is messy <laughs> to make sense mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. I think I'd be more likely to be busy doing work things, right? Instead mm -hmm. of. Um, housekeeping and so I need the same reminder in that way that like doing things for God again because I work at a church doing things for God is not as good or the same thing as spending time with God yep. and if you don't do that first part if you don't sit at Jesus's feet then your ministries and even maybe your parenting and your work and mm -hmm. as even a secular work is not going to be as God honoring as it could be well, we're trying to do shorter episodes. It's hard because we could talk forever. We are chatty people. <laughs> and uh, I feel like we're extra chatty today. <laughs> and uh, strong with opinions. I have, like uh, my sister-in-law, Kelsey, everyone's social texts me. She's like, 
hey, I need your opinion on something. I love giving my opinion, Kals. You know to come to me. Sometimes uh, people ask me for opinions and I, you know, I'm like, oh, why are they asking me? They should just come up with this themselves. But I definitely have an opinion. I definitely know what they should do. I definitely know what they should do. (laughs) Why don't people ask me more often? (laughs) Do you want to know what to order when you go to Sonic? Yeah. Becky, what do you like to order at Sonic? Um, what I really like to do, like if I'm getting my favorite I would thing, like your opinion. My favorite, well, thank you for asking. My favorite thing to get at Sonic is a, uh, it's like a peanut butter Oreo milkshake. Really? Yeah. Is that good? Mm. It's very good. It's excellent. I would I've never heard of it before. Do you know what I actually would order at Sonic though? I'd probably get a diet cherry limeade. Mm. I've that's, been thinking about those recently. That's a, that's a nice, like, I love a cherry limeade. Yeah. I even those cupcakes. diet to the regular. Really? Yeah. I was going to say right. though, those cupcakes your mom made, the cherry limeade Those cupcakes. were amazing. Those were good. For O's birthday. Yeah. Oh, so good. Heavenly. Made me want a Sonic cherry limeade. Anyway. Well, in the meantime, we hope everyone follows us on Instagram and Facebook. And we just love so much to hear from you. If you have any specific topics that you wish were addressed i'd love to hear that yeah and uh if you tell katie you like the podcast she'll let you be on i'll it. pull you on <laughs> katie is our talent i'm coming for you cindy painter uh, talent uh what is it called talent recruiter and tracy 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 i'm gonna call tracy out tracy said to me over my dead body will i be on the podcast i'm like i can arrange that tracy i'm very competitive <laughs> that'd be a very very sad podcast. it would be sad She'd be so good. I tried to trick her on it last week, but she's too smart. She is a sharp one. In the meantime, keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. You are beautiful, darling. There is no flaw in you. Remember who you are. <laughs>